Hello and welcome to another episode of Who Knew in the Moment the podcast. I'm your host, Phil Friedrich, and today I'm honored to have JJ with me. I can't wait for you to hear about his transformational story of getting focused on magic to now being a speaker and running a company. Hello and welcome to another episode of Who Knew in the Moment, the podcast. Today, I am honored to have JJ with me and he is, well, let me say it this way. He has a fascinating story. We're going to get a highlight, a lot of the pivotal turns, but uh, what he's probably best known for is either his amazing magic tricks, but now his international speaking and also the uh, advertising marketing agency that he runs. So JJ, thanks so much for being on with me today. What's up, man? Let's, let's give you people some energy, some enthusiasm some excitement, but let's give them some tactics. Nothing yes. worse than you listen to someone speak on stage or on a virtual event or a podcast, and they just fill you up with stuff that you can't implement. You're like, dude, that was great, but like, like what, what, what now? Yes. So I want to make sure people get left with maybe a different perspective, my man, and maybe just, a, oh, I, I could try that and I can implement some stuff today. I have no doubt, just knowing some of your content, that we'll walk away with some uh, actionable items. So thanks so Dude, much, well, JJ. Yeah, man. Well, I, that's the way I like to learn. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I, I just present the way I would like to, <laughs> to get feedback, dude. Like, I want to go be like, hey, he got my attention, but now I can actually take and implement some stuff, and I know I can digest it, you know? Yes, yes. Absolutely. Dude, look, look, let me don't look. I'm gonna like, I'll even prove my point right now. Look at all these notes that I've got from look at all these notes that I've got. I'm a note guy. Look at <laughs> these notes I've got from seminars and conferences. Dude, I haven't I've scrolled through them, but it's like it just shows you, you take all these notes, you don't do you don't do shit. Let's keep rolling with this. All right. You betcha. So starting in the early years. Yeah. For you, yeah. You know, teenage years, you you get introduced to magic, which is not an uncommon thing for a young person to do. But all right. of a sudden, you get fascinated with. But how does it work? How does that happen? And you start practicing. So talk a little bit about getting introduced to that at a young age. Yeah, man. Well, you know, I was the kid that did it longer than everybody else. That's it. You know, some kid kid plays professional soccer. Some kid plays. He learns how to dance some girl learns how to sing like i was just the guy to take that hobby of being a magician and turning that into a full-time love passion and profession you know and then 15 years old i got my first paid gig and you know i never went back and it really gave me the opportunity to go around the world connect with people double triple my age connect with people 10 or 20 times my wealth net worth hundred times on that net worth and it really got me to understand that people are people the only thing that stops us difference is language and 85 percent is really body language anyway so at the end of the day we're all just the same people you know we all want to feel loved connected validated accepted you know needed it's just we're the same people we're, we're the we're the same creatures so yeah now, just with, you know, getting started in that industry, I mean, there's so much to learn and I'm sure just, right. you know, countless hours of practice. So what about you? What about, you know, Jay, was it that could focus in and really just dial in on, you know, practicing and mastering the craft? Well, you know, for, well, you know, the big thing for me was really just the, the big thing for me was really just 
sitting in the room and, and practicing card tricks. That's how I really got good. You know, I learned from DVDs yeah. and online and online digital, like when you would buy into a, a forum and they would give you a special code and you couldn't download the video. Like it was very cryptic back then <laughs> in the magic space. And you, you practice over and over and over repetition, 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 you know, until that one night you're learning a thing with a card move and you you do it and you master it. And then you go out and practice and you perform it. And then you start to find your personality. Right. And that's where the, the, the me understanding now six, 17 years later, 18 years later, how people weren't buying me as a magician. They were buying, sorry, buying the tricks. They were buying me. Yes. That the magic was what I did, but they really bought me to bring it out of them to bring out the, the, the magic at their party or event or corporation. Yeah, it's so much more than just performing the actual trick, right? It's it's all the uh, you know energy and conversation that transforms through that. Dude, hundred percent. And look 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 at people who sing a song. You know, a lot of ten people can sing the same Michael Bublé song. Why is that person remembered better? Is it they sing better? Is it they're more likable? Do they use more inflection? Do they use more hand gestures? Are they larger than life? Are they quieter than life? You know. So it just shows you like at the end of the day, it isn't the best product. It's the best person that is really the, has the attention, but also the one who's remembered, Yeah, you know, yeah. the personality behind something is very powerful. That's good. So as you're growing in the magic space, you also then get an opportunity to do some comedy and some stand-up performances. So talk about how you segued into that and how that became a part of you. Well, you know, you started as a magician, then I always tell people magic was sort of like my my shield as a soldier, right? Yeah. So I learned, I got my shield and that was good. And then I got a sword and that was comedy. And then I got my hat that was TV hosting and learning how to engage people via video. This is back before Instagram, you know, had started. Yeah. <laughs> we're on we're sort of on MySpace and Facebook at the time. And then, you know, you learn you have another piece of armor, which is how to connect with people and Throughout my life, all, what I've done is I've treated myself like an elite soldier. I've just added different skill sets. So for me, I can go into any room at any time, meet anyone and connect at, at any point. So I don't realize it until now, like when you get put into a position when you're 16, traveling by yourself and all you have is your confidence and you've got to win a room because that's what you're paid to do. You have to, you're paid is to captivate them, right? right? you become extremely good at learning what, how to make people like you very quickly. That was your job. Yeah. You know? so, so you said something interesting there. And I think this could be one of those tangible, actual, you know, takeaway items. We, we get so many opportunities to socialize and to interact with new people, but right. it's oftentimes I met you and then I'm on to the next thing and I forget you. So how did you feel like, you know, you were making that connection that was going to be memorable, you know, next week, let alone two years from now, you know, in the future. Well, you know, making someone feel special is always important, but then leaving them with something as well. You know, people, people remember an experience, you know? Yes. I'm sure you can think of like, think about a time in your life when you have had an experience that, is amazing. You didn't think about how much you spent. You didn't think about as much about what you went through. You're like, 
wow, that experience at that time, that I'll never forget that. And it could be very cheap. It could be very expensive, but it, it's an experience. So giving someone a memory that they haven't got before or haven't experienced before, people, people want to experience something they've never experienced before. So, you know, giving people that by showing them a magic trick is, is very powerful. Yeah. So it, when you say that, it makes me think of, there's a hotel in California and it's not the world's nicest hotel. Uh, if you ever looked at photos, but what they do is they have a red phone by the pool and you call and then a person brings you a popsicle with white gloves on a silver Love tray. And What's a hotel? I forget the name of it. I'll look okay. it up and text you, but yeah. they, they, they oftentimes get ranked as one of the best hotels because of the things they do service wise. And it's so funny because it's to your point, it, it's that thing you've never experienced before. I've never had someone deliver me a popsicle with white gloves on you know, before while let, I sit at the me, pool. Right. Let me tell you something interesting about, about that, what you just shared with me. See how is it, how easy it is to give someone an, a, a memory yes. that doesn't cost very much money that doesn't really require much extra time, right? Yeah. And you you just told me that story. Now I'm going to Google that story. Now when I'm back in California, I'm probably, you've influenced me probably to go check out that place right. of which now let me just throw out what I'm thinking. I'm probably going to take and get a car or take an Uber to the venue. I'm probably going to get valet. I'm probably going to spend more money there getting lunch and, you know, experiencing it and then i'm going to spend money on whatever that thing is just from that to feel that emotion to that memory yes. from what you share with me and that's what like to, to bring this to give people like their first changeable thing people are always looking for that next closing line they're always looking for that new landing page that new one thing man maybe go back to what you do what you're great is like how can i just put a unique point of difference onto what i'm doing so that people go, that was cool. Mm. Like yeah. that was different. Right. And then what you just share with me, like it doesn't require much more money or extra time. It could just be something just a, a little bit different. You know, like here in Miami, right? I live in Miami. Yeah. And a lot of places, if this isn't you, but even so when you go to dinner, if they come out and make the food in front of you, now it's nothing glamorous, but it feels a little bit more special than the next venue, yeah. you know? And you just feel like you can connect with the person making your food, right? And then everyone videos it. Like, it just shows you, like, if you put that into your business, make it an experience, like, people are going to buy, they have to eat, they have to buy a service anyway. Yeah. They've got the money to spend, they need it. Money will give them something so they come back or they remember or they tell their friends, so. I love that. That's so good. Yeah. So another thing that's interesting in your story is you decide in kind of like the 2008, 2009 range to start building a YouTube channel, which once again, today, you know, you fast forward 12 years and you say, oh, well, what an awesome idea. But back then that was very unique. So talk about right. just being willing to get started, even if you didn't have a perfect video or if you didn't have a huge following when you did get started. Yeah, dude, on 2000 and 2000 and. 8, 2009. So I started the YouTube channel in 2009, April. Yeah. And in February, February, March, I was sitting in a coffee shop in Brisbane, Australia, having a Starbucks with a guy that I met. And he was telling me about YouTube. And he was saying, listen, have you ever thought of creating YouTube videos to, 
you know, get your name out there. I was a young magician trying to get gigs. Yeah. And he's like, why don't you make videos and make it more like educational? Because I'm noticing that's a really big trend at the moment, like educational driven content. Now, today, we know what that, how important that is. But back then, so I started creating YouTube videos on teaching people magic tricks. Yeah. And I saw my, infuse my personality behind it. And it took off. And it took some took a while, but to date, you know, I've been seen in 150 countries, 57 million views, 500 videos. And it just showed you like the power of, for me, the way I sell it now, but it's the power of like consistency, right? Infusing your personality, right? And having something, some kind of like, it's interesting and exciting, that's unique. That's where what how it shined you know like i i basically did the magic trick to people i showed them the reaction then i would come back and teach you how to do it so now people feel like oh my gosh i got to i got to i saw the saw the outcome i learned the trick now i can go try it to my friends and it, it did very well for a for a long time you know yeah. So one thing I wanted to highlight with it, though, is you didn't just start and say, oh, well, I'll produce one video, you know, every other month. You when you first started, you jumped all in. And I think you were doing yeah. what was it, three videos a week, three videos a week. Yeah. 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 So talk about yeah. that, because there's something to be said about consistency, but there's also something to be said about uh, just jumping in opposed to like, you know, one, one foot in and, you know, the rest of your body out on this idea. Yeah. Well, I just realized like it it was better for me to go all in and, and I wouldn't, I didn't drop everything else. Like I just did YouTube videos and I was like, well, if I can do one, I should do two. If I can do two, I should do three. And I was sort of like at the time what I could manage. And we tried doing five or six a week. I thought maybe if I do more, but I'm like, it didn't get any more traction. Mm. So I did like three, two to three, then I hit it on three. And then, yeah, I just started doubling down on what was working and looking at the comments and, seeing what people liked and what they didn't like. And, you know, it, it started to build and it got a lot of traction, you know, and, and it was all organic. I didn't use paid traffic. It, I never used anyone help to help me boost the channel. So it, it got traction, you know, it, 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 I didn't realize until one day you wake up and like, oh, you look at the Linux. I mean, you know, I remember when we hit 100,000 subscribers, that was cool. And then I remember we got a million views yeah. and then 10 million and then, when we were in a hundred countries, I didn't even know there was a hundred countries. I was like, hundred <laughs> countries, yeah. really? Like, I didn't. You, 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 so, you sort of just forget. You know what I mean? You just you, right. all you're doing is that, and then you wake up one day. It's sort of like they. A lot of people say when they hit a big milestone, like, oh wow, I didn't even know. You know? Yeah. So there, there's something I want to highlight with that, and you know, I think this has been true in my life. I'm sure it's certainly been true in yours, and that is. Oftentimes, when we hit a certain milestone, it's less fulfilling than what we anticipated it would have been when we set the goal. Yeah. And I, I think it's not because it's less fulfilling, but it's you're no longer the person you were when you set the goal. Right. And so as you've kind of leveled up and gotten better, all of a sudden, you're, you realize you're capable of more. And so hitting right. that milestone a year later, five years later, just isn't as rewarding because you're not the same person you were a year ago or five years ago. So maybe speak into that because you've accomplished a lot of phenomenal things. You know, you sort of nailed it, man. Like at the end of the day, like you put a milestone on and you think like you just, you, you, you're so in, you're so into the, the process yeah. that yeah, you hit it 
And then you're like, oh, I already hit it. And now I'm looking for the next thing, you know? Yeah. But a lot of the times too, like I didn't put a milestone on that I was going to hit 100 countries or I was going to hit millions of views. I just was like, this is working and I'm going to continue that, Yeah. you know? And, and, and I see that today, like, especially in the space that we play, it's so hard to get attention. I just know if anyone's listening right now, I always tell people this, the work that you do today will pay off in a year's time. Mm. So remember the moves that you make today, the phone calls you make today, the rejection that you get done today, the content that you do today, the podcast that you do today will pay off next year in maybe in 2023, when that client comes through and says, listen, I've been actually watching you from like, I saw you on this guy's podcast, right? Yeah, so you on yeah. Phil's podcast, that was it. And you're like, oh, it makes sense now. But I feel like so many people now, it's like, do today, what do I get tomorrow? No, no, right. no, it doesn't work like that. Yeah, Dude, it took, it took me four to five years to get traction with that channel. Yeah, Like when I, when that snowball effect, it started to like, it took a while, like, and then, it, it, I remember it took like three to four years, like wow. to really like, you know, it was starting to like, people started to know who I was, you know, yeah. like three to five years at that time, back in 2000 and like, so I'm three, four years in like 2012, 2013, maybe. Yeah. 2011, 12, I started to get traction and I'm like, wow. Like that was back then when YouTube was a very hot platform when there was right. YouTube there was, what else was around that time? I don't think that was another, I don't think it was another video platform. As no, I think YouTube. that was kind of, it was yeah. daily motion and stuff. But back then that was it. So back then it took me three years. So imagine now, <laughs> you know, yeah. yeah. So when you're going through that and, you know, maybe not getting as quick of traction as what you would have hoped or, you know, things of that nature. How did you stay motivated and just stay consistent with it opposed to doing what a lot of people do? And that is, eh, maybe this just didn't work. Well, yeah, you know, I'm the first person to give up quickly too. Like we're, we're humans, right? I just knew that I had something here and I went, you know what? Like no one else is doing what I'm doing. And I'm, there is wins here. Like yeah. I'm seeing some wins. I'm seeing people comment. So I'm like, maybe I should just keep doing this. It's not, and it wasn't like taking too much of my time or resources. Yep. So I was like, well, it's getting myself out there, you know? Yeah. And, 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 and the one thing once here's one thing I haven't told a lot of people, I didn't come with a strategy with that. A lot of people thought I was very strategic. It was yeah. like, dude, I'm just going to do videos and I'm just going to put myself out there and I'm going to see what's going to happen. I didn't really have a blueprint of like a whiteboard of like, jotting it all out man you know yeah and and i think sometimes when you come with that really authentic way about it like listen i'm just going to show up and do an instagram live for the next year straight let's see what happens there's a lot of non-pressure on yourself mm. rather than okay if i don't get the return of this in 90 days how am i going to feel yep like yeah that's so good so as you continue to grow and progress, uh, eventually you decide, hey, I want to create my own company and you're, you're running that today. So talk about how that formulated and how you kind of came up with the business idea and what got the you know, ball in motion to really start running with that. Well, you know, throughout when I was doing magic, I was speaking and then doing TV hosting and then back to speaking. So I was speaking to corporations and, you know, I wasn't happy. 
Like it, I wasn't fulfilled. I, mm-hmm. I saw other people killing it in the speaking space. And I was like, I can do this. Yeah. But I realized that I wasn't, I wasn't speaking to the correct people. Yeah. I need to work with people that I need people that care. And I feel like a lot of speakers, they don't, they do their job and they leave and they get paid a lot of money. And, but for me, it's like, dude, I want to speak to people and I want them to feel me and I want them to do something. I want to like move people a little bit. Yeah. So when the pandemic happened, it was the best thing that happened to me because yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't progressing as the speed I was progressing. And I thought that's what you had to do as an entrepreneur. I thought maybe I'm not working hard enough, maybe long enough or making enough phone calls, whatever. Yeah. yeah. When the, when the pandemic happened, I literally couldn't do that world anymore. Live events. Right. Right. So when, when that stopped, I had to play online. And then after some trying different markets of what I wanted to do, I got back into, okay, who are people that need help who have money and what can I do to help people straight away? And I went, well, why don't I take my experience of building my own personal brand and leveraging all the success and the, the instant success you can see if you Google me. So I don't have to prove myself. Yeah. And I went to people and say, listen, I can help you grow your personal brand. And then throughout the pandemic, I really feel like a lot of people started to understand how important it was to build that. So that's, I just activated all the relationships I've had and being able to help people elevate their status, you know, get them verified, get them on TV, get them in Forbes. But the most important thing is like build them, grow yeah. them. Yeah. So kind of breaking down, you know, those different pieces of what you just said, I think one is recognizing that there's an opportunity and that you have a skill set. But you also mentioned that some of the work you were doing, you felt unfulfilled. And now it seems as though you feel very fulfilled by what you're doing. So talk about, you know, harnessing energy and finding, you know, fulfillment in what it is that you're able to do and help others with. Well, you know, when every day I wake up, I, I get excited about going to work. You know, I don't love what I do every single day, but I, I still am a strong believer, man, of like, there's got to be somewhat of enjoyment, like, no one's ever told me that they've made it and they hated their life. Like they enjoyed elements of what they did enough to push them through. Yes. Like the times they don't want to be here. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, dude, it's like, it's like, well, it's only 10 to eight now. Like usually I work later than this, but like I'll, I'll make phone calls at 1030 and I don't want to make phone calls at 1030 and have to deal with like the, the, the stuff that phone calls sometimes give you. They don't always positive phone calls. And it's like, I'm doing this because if I know I do this and I get through the 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 annoying feeling, I can see the grass, the green. Yeah. I can see what's possible. So, like for me, like to come back to your question, like I get that energy from people, man. I get the energy from what's possible and like how 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 many things I can achieve. Yeah. I, I like I, I like achieving a lot. So it's like there's so much to do. You know, there's so many places to go. So that's, that's, that's me, man. I love it. So something that you do a great job of talking about is kind of mental blocks that people have and mental barriers and really being able to work through that. So, you know, talk a little bit about breaking down those mental barriers that somebody might have and how to progress through that and get to the other side. Well, you know, the, one of the biggest things that people deal with before, like putting themselves out online you know a lot of people think it's well i don't have the perfect camera or i don't know what to say or i'm not in the sexy industry or i'm not that person what they're really saying is they're scared yep that's it 
Mm -hmm. it, it's not, it's got, it's got nothing to do with looks, color, age, industry. It's got to do with their scare. Yeah. That's okay. Let's just voice it. You know, I tell this to clients I coach. It's like, let's just voice your fears. Then yeah. we can deal with the fears. If you mm -hmm. can't voice it and see it, how are you supposed to deal with it? So like a lot of the things we tell ourselves, I said this on TV all the time, will either make you fly or make you die. So people send me, well, I'm shy. I'm an introvert. And you know what I tell them? Who told you that? Right. And they go, I told myself that. I'm like, exactly. Like, what else are you telling yourself every day? You know, so the thing that you have to do, and it's our job, right? You know, I'm sure you coach people in a certain way. My job, especially with personal branding, I'm taking people that usually have made other things famous or other products famous or famous in their own way. They're making yeah. money and all that built things. And now I'm turning the spotlight on them. Mm. And now I'm saying, now it's time to reveal. Now it's time to feel a little bit vulnerable. Yeah. Let's bring that out of you. And, and that's where the fears come up. No one's going to listen to me. I'm only going to get three likes. I'm only you know, who's going to listen to this man? Like, I'm not like you, Jay. I don't have hair like you, Jay. You know, I've heard it all, but they're yeah. scared. Yeah. But it's at the end of the day, they, people are telling themselves why they aren't where they're supposed to be from their own, like, I'm shy, I'm an introvert. All that stuff doesn't even, it, it means nothing. So yeah, I'm big on before you, before you get yourself out there, you got to get this in check. Yeah. Because this, this is a very amazing tool, amazing thing, or a very dangerous thing. And, and the, the fear is usually on based on, on rejection. Mm. They're scared of being, they're scared of being judged. They're scared yeah. of being, putting themselves out there, you know? Absolutely. So something as you're saying that, that it makes me think of is, you know, we look up to people oftentimes because of what they've been able to accomplish, but we connect with people on their, you know, flaws right the things that they haven't had yeah. success with because it's really hard to be you know sitting in this spot and seeing someone at the top of the mountain be like i don't even know how to get to the mountain let alone you know get up to the top with you so when someone's building a brand or they're just being authentically them how do you you know convey for them to you know expose some of those you know things that they don't do perfectly either to make them a little bit more uh, relatable with their audience well you know start by sharing some times in your life that you know, have, have made it challenging for you. Yeah. And I always tell people, don't, you don't have to reveal your deepest, darkest secrets, right? But right. just share some things of like, I call it the top five. When was the time of your life then you lost when you were a child? When was the time of your life when, when you lost money? When was the time of your life when you changed your look? Could be when you were overweight, you skinny, you, you got fit, right? It could be someone you had acne and you lost the acne, you know? Yeah. When was the time of your life that you lost someone close to you? And when was a time of your life that you achieved something huge? Like, so all those things that they're, they're just examples, right? But those yeah. things now have an, an emotion, a story. So you can put up a photo, let's say, for example, that you were very overweight yeah. or you were not comfortable with. And you, now you're at this point, you put up a before photo of you and you share, I had a terrible problem with sugar. Bro, you know how many people are going to lean in and be right. like, I have a problem with sugar yeah, me too. too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and you know what? I can relate to this guy, you know, or and maybe that meant me it. I have some girls, when I coach girls, I say, 
I need you to send me the most worst photo of your of yourself. And they go, I don't want to do that. Send it to me. Yeah. And you'd be surprised. A lot of pretty women have gone through acne problems, yeah. right? They've been through bulim bulimic or anorexic problems, mm -hmm. right? I'm like, great. If you don't want to share exactly what it was, share the feeling of that, what that gave you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because you got to, the big thing that everyone's listening, you got to voice the elephant in the room. Right. If you're a very attractive female, already people are going to be ju judging you. She's too pretty. She doesn't know what it feels like. She's, she doesn't know anything. She was probably lucky. She probably had a sugar daddy. You got to think of every worst thing that a critic's going to say and break it down. You got to break it. So the first, because like if you break it first, then people are like, oh, wow. Okay, wow. She's already thinking what I'm thinking. Okay. Okay. You're, okay. Wow. She's really been through a lot. Now I can relate. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So for you, Jay, just as you have been building yourself, obviously, once again, anytime you can reach mountaintops and successful levels like you have, there are those low moments. There are those things that didn't go the way you have planned. So, you know, whether it's been in speaking or maybe even in just the, uh, the magic part of getting started, uh, you know, what were a couple of those moments that really built grit inside of you and have allowed you to get to where you're at today? In 2000 2017, I put this on my stories recently, my feed recently, yeah. I had to do something that was the hardest thing. I had to borrow money. I've never borrowed money before. Yeah. Like parents are different. Close friends is different, like little bits. I had to borrow a lot of money, five figures to get my visa to come to America. And I never had to, I remember sitting on my parents' couch and I took my phone and I was WhatsApping my friends. And ironically, the friends that gave me the money were the friends that weren't as close to me. Yeah. So not only did I have to ask people for money, but two, I had to be rejected by my closest friends who were millionaires. That was the hardest thing yeah. because I thought like, Hey, what is, what is 12,000 bucks? I had to ask for a bit two two lump sums, but what was like over five figures to them? Nothing. Yeah. Like right. they could have paid that. They probably had that in their PayPal, you know? Yeah. So when I had to do that, that was extremely hard. And that was a very like, dude, that's hard as a dude. That's hard for anybody. Cause right. you feel like a loser. Yeah. You feel like, like you, you know, money is such a, it makes you, gives you freedom, you know? Yeah. And, and like, I, Hey, listen, you're basically saying to someone, Hey, listen, I have nothing and I need your help and I need money. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know how many people are used to doing that, but that's tough to do. So that was a, that was a big one for me. Yeah. And then that was probably the biggest one in the last few years to really deal with, like, you know, because, you know, everything else you, you push through, you know, I've been at some times in America in, when I was living in LA where like, dude, I don't know where my next, you know, paycheck's going to come from yeah. in two weeks. Or, you know, I remember when, yeah, just, just, you just, you feel, you feel, you feel like a loser. You just mm -hmm. feel like, is like, I don't want to be this guy anymore, you know? Yeah. So when, when you have that feeling or if someone listening is having that feeling at this moment, how do you use that as motivation, but not dwell in it? You, okay. One thing I've, I've learned from this, you, you have to tell yourself, this is only temporary. Mm. Every time, every time I've been through this, listen, and, it, and, it, and I always said to myself this, it's only temporary and will happen again. Mm. That was my thing. Like I remember, because when you're in the moment, you feel like shit, right? 
then you, in two weeks later, you're in a better place. You're like, see, I feel better now. And I, I remembered what I said back then. And I bet, I always say it's going to come up again because we're entrepreneurs. Entrepreneurs, yeah. we take risks. That's what an entrepreneur is, who takes heightened amounts of risks compared to the next person. It's what the definition of an entrepreneur is. So I'm like, this is going to happen again. Be okay, right? And it's only, it's only temporary, man. You know? That's, yeah, that's good. Uh, Steven Scoggins, I had him on the show and he shared this when he was, transitioning from one business to a next business. And it was someone told him, you know, this too shall pass and what's coming next will be greater. Right. And right. just understanding that, Hey, you're always going to go through a tough time, but inevitably if you can get through the tough time, there'll be something greater if you just keep working right on, on the other end of that. Yeah. It's like, it's easy to have a very like comfortable life, like just chill and just just go, you know, go work the nine to five. Look, I said this to someone like, I get why most people don't do this life. I really yeah. do. Yep. Like, dude, I get it. Dude, to wake up every day and have to manage people, have to worry about bills. Like we all do, but like, it's a lot easier to check into a job, nine to five, get your 60 grand a year, go home. Dude, this, this life, look, it's eight o'clock. We're shooting a video. It's like me and another guy in the office, one of my great friends, he's right. pumping through, yeah. right? No yeah. one else is here. Yep. Like, dude, this is what people don't see, you know? Like, yeah. then you got to do calls, then you can do emails, and you can deal with rejection. Then, like, it's, it's a complete, like, I really feel like more people should do this when they're younger because yeah. I, and, and, and I know I'm going off, off, question but you're fine i feel like if people mentally deal with this when they're younger it's a lot easier you know yeah. like someone said oh, to yeah. me how are you so cool throughout the pandemic and i'm like dude this isn't the first rodeo for me i'm not worrying about money before yeah like they're like this isn't the first time i've had to change industry so like this is like a tuesday for me yeah. that's wrong <laughs> right like i let's do this it ain't a problem for me but i know for people when they mean running a restaurant for 30 years there's this lady in LA, lady and couple, they were running an Italian restaurant, 30 years, bam, done. That's it. Imagine wow. waking up one day and just like losing everything. Like, do, like yeah. you, 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 how are you even supposed to manage that? Right. Emotionally. Yeah. So for me, for me, it was easy. For me, it was like, so I think for an entrepreneur, because of the ups and downs or the, the high risks that we play, I think if more people did this when they were younger, they would they would condition themselves to 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 be able to handle this when you're when you're mid 30s 40s 50s yeah that's so good well jay i do want to be respectful of your time but is there any you know one last item topic that you'd like to go through and uh, just share with the audience yeah man look you know coming back to what i do for a living you know at yeah. the end of the day 2022 moving forward people aren't buying your product they're buying you so whether you're a coach, whether you're in sales, whether you are a consultant, you're a speaker, author, actor, at the end of the day, people are buying you. Yeah. you know, so the more people that can get to know you, like you, and the big one is trust you. Yeah. Because the problem, everybody doesn't know who to trust. Right. Everyone's some 19 figure owner a year in these days, you know, like you don't even know how that number even comes, you know. Yeah. But like the more you put yourself out there, yeah. I'll tell you personally for me, it's given me so much more opportunities. Listen, like you saw me, right, Phil? Yeah. Off somewhere from me putting myself out there. It wasn't 
it right? Is that, am I yeah, wrong? that's right. Yeah. yeah. So, so, so me showing up, putting myself out there, showing that I'm doing other things has given me the opportunity to get in front of your stage, which will give me opportunities. Like this is what happens when you build your personal brand. Yep. So like, if anyone's listening, like put yourself out there because if you don't, some other young guy is going to, and he's going to skyrocket you and take all the opportunities, all the cash flow, all the money, all the, all the things from you, because he's the willing to go, you know what? I don't know all the answers, but I'll put myself out there. So that's what I can share with your people today. You know? I love it. Yes. That personal brand idea, especially like you said, in today's world, I mean, that's so important as, uh, as accessible as almost everything is, you know, to have a personal brand and be building that is, is great. And so Jay, I want to thank you for sharing your story, the pivotal moments. I mean, it's so Close, cool man. to see the magician to the comedian, to the speaking, and now what you're doing, uh, helping others and building that brand for them. So I want to say thanks so much for being on and can't wait to do this again in a couple few years when uh, we have more pivotal moments to highlight and go through. Awesome, man. Hey, let's get a photo before we go too. Ready? Let's go. One, Bam. That's all day I've been getting these. I love it. Nice, bro. I love JJ's story and how he shared that oftentimes what's holding us back is what we're telling ourselves. And we don't even realize that we are telling ourselves negative things. So that would be a actual item step that I hope you would take from this is what's the story you're telling yourself? Is it true? And when did you make that up?